At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Fixed on a screen that couldn't be saved. And through that window, I always gazed. We were common with no common ground. It all came crashing, crashing all around Now I need to get my breath back Cause when it's gone, it's gone And it goes in a flash I got caught up in
save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, so let's talk about Clear History. So the album is called Looking for Love, Perens in a Major. That's correct. Tell me where the title came from of the album first. Yes. So Looking for Love was a song that Rob and his, well, our friend Kevin, they were in a band called Tub Ring together, Chicago punk band. And we thought, oh, let's hang out and write a song. And so we came up with this Looking for Love song. And so I had all these songs when I was thinking about, I really want to put out a collection of songs soon as something to work towards, even for my own, just my myself as well, rather than, you know, other people like, oh, I'd love to do a full length record, but just due to the circumstances of not really, I mean, I'm a full-time musician. I earn purely make a living of playing live shows and, and getting songs licensed and things. So Throughout the pandemic, I didn't move with a lot of savings, um, so I was really, really, you know, roughing it, I suppose, for, for my own. It was very humbling, I suppose, as a lot of people have found last year and a half, but moving over with not much more than a couple of suitcases and a keyboard. I go, oh, well, you know, maybe it's a little bit difficult to put out a full-length record because for me, the work that you put into it is so important that the work that you put into other people hearing it is also important, and so I wanted to make sure that whatever I was going to be doing, it was I did what I could to get it out to the universe and an EP just seemed like something easy, easier to fathom. And I thought, oh, what collection of songs would, would work best? So I found these five songs and I go, oh, these are all in A major. Am I allowed to put out a whole group of songs that are in the same key? I'm pretty obsessed with keys. Like for me, D flat's my favorite key. Um, it has a whole different vibe to something that I would hear in C. I play in C a lot because I'm, if I'm playing a jazz song because it's less sharps and flats and I'm, I'm being lazy, it's the easiest key to play in. No, but different keys provide a whole different mood to me and I find it really hard to switch off in terms of labeling notes that I hear outside. Oh, that air hockey puck hitting the thing was an E flat and well, that's that. So yeah, Looking for Love was the collection of songs. One of them is called that, but it just seemed like fitting as a group of five songs that was going on a bit of a journey. The first one's about looking for love. The second, you know, trying to navigate how to go about a relationship and, and saying things the right way and, and hindsight and, oh, what should I do and awkwardness and anxiety. And then lazy love is like, yeah, maybe this isn't so great. And then the fourth one is, oh, I want to clear that history. And the fifth one is, okay, now it's my time. So it's like my own little journey that hopefully other people might be able to relate to of, yeah, just songs that are love songs or about love or questioning love. Um, so that's why I put those together as a unit and then brackets in a major bracket was kind of like in a major, like maybe non-musicians think in a major what? Like, but I also remember <laughs> I think 20 years ago, Alicia Keys put out this record as also um, songs in a minor. Now that I think about it, but I was always um, really obsessed with keys and with pitch. And I played a lot of recorder growing up and I played piano and 
played in orchestras and concert bands. So often these songs that we're doing would include the key that they were in. So, you know, you see on Spotify even now or Apple Music, yada, yada, songs, Bach or Mozart or whatever, would include the key. And so that was my little nod to that music nerd inside of me. (laughs) So Clear History is in A major. Yes, it's in the relative minor, actually. F sharp's the first, F sharp minor is the first chord. But yeah, that's overall it's in the key of A. It's in the key of A, broadly speaking. This song reminded me of a Talking Heads song, but new wave. It has this new wave feel, like this throwback feel to it, at least in the beginning. And then the chorus shifts into this gorgeous, bright pop (laughs) sound. But tell me where this song came from. So that one came from writing in a room with Rob, actually, and... I was always a big fan of when the internet first came out, what it was, I don't know, 1995 or whatever, whatever year it was. It was like, I remember getting my first computer and being obsessed with all these like retro computer games and screens and internet and like weird Microsoft DOS and like chat rooms and all this bizarre stuff and downloading the South Park themed desktop screensaver. And I would spend ages and I had my own GeoCities website for my little acting jobs I was doing, and and I spent ages on it. GeoCities was the first MySpace that Yahoo spent a billion dollars buying and it went defunct, but it was the precursor to Facebook and MySpace for our listeners who are not old enough to remember GeoCities. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't drop that in there. Just No, no, no. I have useful. a friend who worked there and, uh, and no loved it. It was... Can they find my first website? I would love to find that. I, I've spent a while looking for it. I mean, there was like, you know, the angel fight. I feel like I knew more about websites than I do now. I peaked too early, I think, perhaps. But I was been ages on that. And anyway, so I was always kind of like geeking out on funny, nostalgic internet things. So the idea of clearing your cage, clearing your history was, um, yeah, sort of inspired by that. And, and Rob also is geeked out about over that stuff. And Oh, do you know there's a GeoCities Isa? You can make any website look like it was made in 1996 if you type the website in. Oh, really? Anyway, so the clear history thing um, was obviously like a metaphor for clearing your brain, clearing your memories that may not have been so pleasant. And so the metaphor of, you know, fixed on a screen that couldn't be saved is sort of talking about our relationship and trying not to um, dwell on things and, and move on, which can be difficult. I very much feel this is a move on song, which is a little bit different. You know, I interview a lot of songwriters about love songs and about breakup songs. And this doesn't fall into the breakup category. It really falls into the recovery and move on, the clear history, the delete, the memory, you know. Reset, delete. Yeah. It's like you've broken up, that's over, that's behind. And now it's time to move on. And so maybe there should be a whole category of songs about moving on. And I actually have interviewed some people about moving on on the show, the move on song, because the breakup is one thing, but let's not talk about that anymore. It's time to move on. It's moving on. That's right. And it leans towards those moments that you can have, oh, it's late and I'm falling back into that neg pattern. No, no, don't, don't let your brain go there. Be mindful of what's happening and, you know, um, things what they are. I suppose the last song on the EP, My Time, is a little bit like a move on song as well, or moved on, or uh, deciding that you're definitely moving on. 
and celebrating yourself. I love that. I think uh, maybe Rob came up with the guitar chords and then just, yeah, I love a lot of 90s music and culture as well. And I think the song kind of leans in that direction to a sense as well. But I love the Talking Heads and, and Split Ends and bands like that and worked with Tim Finn from Split Ends quite closely on a few projects. And I just came up with these layers of vocals and he goes, oh, try this layer. And yeah, he's the best vocal producer. So a lot of fun working together on that one. That was the second song that we wrote together out of maybe what's been about like maybe 14 songs now or something. So The layers of sound in this EP are just exciting to listen to because every listen, I hear something new and different and I am wondering constantly, what is he playing? What instrument? Is that a synthesizer creating that that sound? What I like about Clear History is the shift from the pre-chorus to the chorus where you go into this bright poppiness when I saw a shape that looked like you. And then you hit this really high note, this high octave on Clear History. Oh, yeah. You shift, which is just beautiful. You have such a beautiful voice. I like listening to it. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's still one of my favorites, that one um, of songs that I've written with Robin just in general as well. And I love that our skill sets seem to complement each other as well, like with chords and progressions and things. And his, he's so quick with cool drum and bass grooves. So I've learned a lot about that and, and writing to a beat, maybe trying that way and rather than it having to be, oh, I've written all these lyrics and let's see, you know. So even yesterday we wrote a, a new song about being – It's so tired that even Face ID doesn't recognize you. (laughs) 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 It's just something that I was experiencing firsthand. Yeah, I was like, oh, geez. I mean, I know the masks can stop that happening, but, yeah, it was just uh, funny because I was like, really? And you feel like you, oh, got a cold. So, oh, geez, okay, Face ID doesn't recognize me. Anyway, we've both got, you know, like the same kind of silly British comedy shows and have a similar sense of humor. So yeah, I really appreciate him and his his partner have been just so lovely to me in Los Angeles and very grateful for that connection. And hopefully he's enjoyed working with me too. Either that or he just feels really sorry for me. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. uh, His belief in me means a lot and he's introduced me to some wonderful people as well. So yeah. And you certainly have the talent too. So I was going to ask you about the line, I thought you were my One Direction. Is this a reference to the Harry Styles, Zane Malik band? Were you a fan? Um, well, I've just been I've just been talking about GeoCity. So I think the generation just kind of overlapped each other. Um, <laughs> so no, I mean, I, I've, been, I've been a late bloomer to Harry Styles' music. I mean, sure, I was like, oh, One Direction, you know. Yeah, there was a little, a little tiny joke there, but I haven't been looking for my own One Direction band member in terms of romanticizing that. Yeah, I like little silly jokes like that as well. So nicely spotted. You weren't obsessed with the band. No, I was obsessed with the Spice Girls and the Backstreet Boys, if that gives you an indication of my age. But I appreciate, like, Harry Styles has got some really great songs. And I think there's a Kiwi girl, someone that's spent a lot of time in New Zealand that plays keyboards for him. So that's pretty cool. I wrote down bubbly electronics when I listened to this song. I was like, I really like that bubbly sound that Rob and you create. I also wrote down, do you think relationships are like smartphones? Oh, is this a joke? Is this one of the dad jokes? No, this is not a dad joke. I know I do bad dad jokes. No, but no. <laughs> maybe good, it is good, bad dad, dad joke. jokes. But like, you know, on your smartphone, you clear your history. And I was like, 
and you delete and you... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you need to manage your memory, uh, you know, on your smartphone. As I was listening to this, I was like, oh, she's saying that relationships are like smartphones. Absolutely. That's exactly what it browses and, and all sorts, you know, and looking up a certain like medical problem. Oh, I don't want them to see that rash that I've been looking up or something. Um, I'm just, just kidding. But yeah, we, we do delete things to make room for other things. I've spent four hours on the phone to Apple last week trying to figure out my iCloud and just had to go through and delete all these photos. And it's like, what do you choose that you delete? What means more to you than something else? And why, what makes the cut and why? So yeah, there is that metaphor that that's kind of how the song started. It's using that idea of deleting memories and people, I suppose. I don't, I don't have any people I've like permanently tried to delete in my life in a, in a weird way or anything, but it's just, we do that. We've got a certain amount of capacity, I suppose, and I've had painful memories that I either try to sometimes forget about and move on, other times just acknowledge them for being what they were. And yeah, so you're you're on the on the money there. You know, I remember getting my first mobile phone. I'm not sure it was a smartphone, and I do sort of remember getting my first smartphone. And I remember thinking, oh, this this is going to be with me forever. <laughs> and that's like 20 phones ago. Was it a BlackBerry? Yeah, well, it was precursor to the BlackBerry. It was the old Motorola brick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, actually, you know, but I've gone through 20 pieces of hardware. I mean, I, I guess that it's easier to replace a smartphone in some cases than an actual relationship. You know, relationships last longer. But now you get to, like, take the memory from one smartphone and port it into the new one that you get. So you don't lose if you want to. But if you want to delete and clear the history, you can. Although if we're going to get really deep into it, I did purchase two terabytes of storage, but my phone won't let me have those on there. So I can't take any new photos without deleting all these things. And it deletes it from the two terabytes of storage on iCloud. So I don't know what kind of metaphor you could go into there. But anyway, it's all, I've had the worst luck with technology. Um, someone told me I should buy a crystal because of my bad luck with technology that would sit there and fix everything. But I've had like three computers die in the last year. So Make what you will of that, but no. <laughs> I think the whole crystal idea is a very Californian and especially maybe San Francisco and Southern California thing. I don't know if it's people are into the crystals to solving problems in Melbourne or New Zealand. You can tell me, is that a thing down under? To give you some context, I grew up thinking that horoscopes were evil because of my upbringing, I suppose. I got, so I didn't even really delve into that. I just thought, oh, that's, that's a bit, that's a bit weird and that's a bit wrong. So I'm sure that it's out there in New Zealand, but in no way that LA is. And I don't, I don't think like that anymore. I'm, it's, it's interesting to me. It's not evil at all. It's just these things that I grew up with as a young churchgoer. But yeah, I, I don't know. There seems to be a lot more of it in LA. Sometimes I forget that I'm in LA because of the time moving two months here before the pandemic. I was like, mainly have seen just my walls on my studio apartment and I forget that I'm in Los Angeles and now I'm working at this, I got a weekly gig at a, a members club in West Hollywood and playing piano there and the people watching is really amazing. I'm like, oh, I actually am not in West Auckland anymore. And you're playing like request songs or your own repertoire or covers or like the full gamut? Yeah, I've only done four weeks so far because of just the pandemic things, but it's uh it's a very um, interesting club. Our members have to put stickers over their camera phones. So 
they're not going to be taking photos that they will need to clear their history for, um, I suppose, in that regard, because uh, you're not allowed to do that just as a privacy thing. And so, yeah, I'm the, I'm the piano entertainer, pianist, vocalist there. And other times, yeah, and even just getting out and about and seeing things that I, I mean, I've still yet to go to the Hollywood Bowl and see the Greek theater and there's so many iconic things. Yes, the Troubadour and, and legendary clubs of, of Los Angeles. Yeah. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 